Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful Doubletree by Hilton, Boston Logan Airport, Chelsea. Tonight, it's that October crazy travel roundup, and we have a special guest, a fellow road warrior, Chris Brown. Please excuse a little bit of the quality as we tried Zencaster for the first time, but thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. And like I said, this is being recorded in the beautiful Doubletree in Boston, Massachusetts. And for this month's crazy travel roundup, we have a good friend and a great guest, the original Chris Brown. Chris and I have probably worked together over the past 20 years, several times. And in our industry, the running joke is there's only 14 of us and 13 jobs. So somebody's always out of a job. Thankfully, right now, both of us are employed. Chris, where are you at tonight? Well, Steve, I'm in the tropical paradise known as Newark, New Jersey. And this is coming to you from the tower blasting of the Marriott Courtyard right next to the airport. So it's a pretty exciting event. (laughs) You're still more of a Marriott guy than Hilton guy, correct? I am. I am. This year, I was going to try to split it. And then with uh, more time to be able to get out there and relax, I just, I dedicated myself to Marriott this year. Just a lot of options now. Yep. You were the, you were the first one that got me turned on to Marriott credit cards probably 15 or 16 years ago. At that time, I think I was staying at, uh, Holiday Inns and the lesser known properties. And then I learned the joy of getting a credit card where you get multiple points for every single dollar that you spend. So. Yeah. And this, this year Hilton, Hilton rewarded me with lifetime platinum, which turned out was 10 years of platinum and a thousand plus nights. So that was, that's really comforting. So I've. Wow. Yeah. I paid yeah. a mortgage payment, North paid a mortgage payment on a house that I haven't lived in for roughly three years. So I got that going for me. All right. So every month we, I kind of go over the crazy travel, uh, the roundup, some of the lesser known stories. The first one I think everybody saw, and I'm going to, I'll try to find an embedded video to put on the website, but the headline comes from View from the Wing, which is one of the blogosphere, travel blogosphere's websites. Uh, headline, this crazy ramp video from Chicago O'Hare is the best 30 seconds you'll spend today. The article goes on to say the Chicago O'Hare ramp worker driving in circles is Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down. He is all of us in those crazy times. The real hero shows up about 27 seconds in and puts it into the whole thing. Another ground worker who takes on the role of a fighter pilot to the hijacked jet, willing to shoot it down, taking out everyone on board and all the cargo as well. You have to watch the video to appreciate, but basically one of the ramp carts it was like the movie Roadhouse where the accelerator got stuck in the Mercedes and the steering, the steering wheel was turned to the right and this car is just doing donuts on the tarmac. Missing a jet, it looks like an executive executive style jet till somebody jumps yeah. on one of those thugs yeah. and slams in the side of it. So. Yeah, I'm sure Buffett's happy. Uh, probably his wings. The, you know, that guy comes running out of nowhere uh, and it's almost, you know, this guy's thinking, this is it. This is the moment I've been preparing for. So when when he's trying to play the dodgeball champ against that thing, is it spinning around? 
and then goes and grabs his driving killer machine. Uh, I thought it was impressive, his energy, when he came back with the weapon of choice. And not only did he tip it, but he double tapped it. He rammed it again. <laughs> Almost as if say, we're done here, okay? <laughs> take, take that. Meanwhile, it looked, like a, it looked like a Department of Transportation scene where there's four guys standing around with their hands in their pocket going, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, he told who the ex-construction workers were. Yeah, they were, they were already ready for this tragedy. And, and of course, the, the cherry on top with this and with any video, and I, and I talk about this every single month, is everybody has to learn to hold their camera sideways or cell phone. You've got to hold it horizontal. We want the whole picture. Everybody takes these videos in portrait mode. And then when they go viral, you don't get the full effect. So this one, there was no, no change in that status. Whoever filmed it did it in portrait mode, but I'll try to find the video and, and at least put it up because it's worthy. This happened like on the 2nd of October. A lot of people have already forgotten about it, but every flight that I've taken at every airport this month, I've looked out the window hoping to see something real similar. The next story, um, and my, are you still a Delta guy, or what are you flying? Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was with a previous carrier out of uh, out out of the southern western part of the United States, and uh, they just I was with them for many years. They had acquired another company that I used to fly all the time, and it kind of kind of went a little bit south. So I flipped to Delta back, which obviously coming from Atlanta is a no brainer, and it has been awesome. So yeah. yeah. We're you're Delta bound all the time now. Being based out of Atlanta, you can fly any airline you want, as long as it's Delta. And I and I I happen to favor that uh, that Southwestern airline that you were talking about. I actually, have the companion pass, so oh yeah, um, those are yeah. nice. We have done some major damage. I expected to get an email from them, a cease and desist, saying that uh, the CEO of Chateau Relaxo was no longer allowed to fly with me, but that hasn't happened. So this one does come to us. From Southwest, flight attendant sues Southwest Airlines over alleged live streaming of aircraft lavatory. This comes to us from the points guy. Southwest Airlines flight attendant Renee uh, has filed a lawsuit against the carrier accusing two pilots of hiding a camera in the aircraft lavatory, live streaming the activity and watching it in the cockpit. I guess that's a pun intended, the cockpit of the February 27th. 2017 flight, according to a filing in the federal court, the alleged incident happened on a Southwest Airlines flight from Pittsburgh to Phoenix, and that's a pretty long haul. So, my running joke: there's when it comes to nudity, and this has to fall into why else would you put a camera there? Is there's good nudity and there's bad nudity, and any kind of nudity that involves an airline, aircraft, airport is automatically bad nudity. As broken as a person that I am, I could never fathom putting up, I don't know, a Nest camera. I don't know where you get the camera or the, you know. Where do you hide it? I mean, there's nowhere to hide it in, a, in an airplane bathroom. How do you not you know, how do you miss this camera? And, and every every month or so, we get somebody joining the Mile High Club in a bathroom. And I don't know how they do it. I very, very rarely frequent the laboratory on a plane. And I, every time I go in there, I go, how do you get two people in this thing? Yeah. And, you know, it was funny. I read this and uh, Chet, this video is not available online, so <laughs> you can't really post it. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some uh, foreign film agency that will be offering it for 100 American dollars before too long. But, yeah, this is, you know, for, man, 
I just I can only imagine her her process as she looks up and and realizes something's happening. I mean, who you can't go and yell at the pilot right then and there. You can't take Probably it to not the best yet. time. Yeah, not the best time because they'll be pilot. They'll be carrying you off the plane. So I really feel bad for this lady uh, who had to go through this and uh, experience that. Hey, from the airline that brought you the, you know, pack of peanuts and kind of a crazy lifestyle, I think they just, maybe these guys took a little too far. What if it was the pilot's cell phone taped to the corner of the bathroom and she texted him and all of a sudden the phone lights up while she's in there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you do? Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I, wow. This was pretty shocking. So hopefully, uh, hopefully those pilots are finding new jobs. Maybe driving the luggage cars. I don't know. We'll see. They shouldn't be piloting, that's for sure, or in public anywhere. No. Hopefully they're buried yeah. somewhere. Shouldn't be directing shouldn't be directing movies either. This next yeah. next one is is right up the Marriott Alley. California bans single use plastics in hotel rooms. This comes from Forbes. State of California, of course, is officially banning single-use plastic bottles used in hotel and shared home bathrooms. I don't know how to investigate my house. Starting January 1st, 2023, it will be illegal to use the small plastic bottles for shampoo, conditioner, lotion, or any other single-use application in a hotel that's larger than 50 rooms. By January 24, it will be illegal to use them in smaller establishments. Definitely Marriott has already started putting these these giant tubes of goo in the yeah. shower. <laughs> yeah, they have. You know what's funny? I read this, right? Yesterday, come check in, boom, they're in my shower right now. Three massive bottles of stuff stapled to the wall. And I don't know what's in them. I'm assuming it's the lemon zesty conditioner and whatnot. I don't know. And it's a little disconcerting. But at least these are the pump kind that only have the goo build up on the you know, the, the marvel over time. These are not like the uh, the game show ones where the little clickety-clack counter underneath where you have to press it like 5,000 times. It's almost like doing a pointillism painting on your hand, right? <laughs> You're like, hello, how many times is this going to take? But yeah, this is a little annoying. And remove all the nastiness and, and just the things that you can think of that could happen to those tubes. But me being of larger carriage, I use a lot of soap. And what if I what if I run out halfway through my shower? I don't you know those tubes you can't see in, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. But leave it to California, man, to uh and also from uh because uh, I, I do I, I am lacking hair. I don't use a lot of shampoo and I do have a tendency to actually bring bottles back and we donate them to the the homeless shelters and, and whatnot. So that's my altruistic spin on it. I do not think that is a good idea. That's all I can say. Well, you know, it's funny because they not only now here's the irony. You ready for this? So I have these three massive, you know, disposing units here on my wall, but I've got two bars of soap bath bar that are sitting on the counter. And it's, it's almost like a, a belt and suspenders thing. Look, if you're going, go all the way to put the washcloth in there and force the people to make the change. In California, the single-use plastic, I think, is very, uh, quite frankly, this is California. These bottles are fairly good. I'm sure you could put other liquids in these at this size. So I think single-use might be a little, I think that's a little off. 
and the shared home bathrooms. Um, not like you said, not really sure where that checkoff point's going to come. People are coming into my house to check on that. Yeah, I'll be a little sad that uh, you can't take away a little goodness. I mean, I think Paul Mitchell should be raising cane on this one going, hey, look, I give you this super rich conditioner detangler and now I can't advertise. You're my advertising. What, and, and and I don't I, know what I'm putting in my hands. And I, again, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not a fancy lad, but I don't recall seeing a lot of Paul Mitchell in the local Publix either. I think that may be his distribution vehicle. What did he do to California for this kind of retribution? This next one is from Popular Mechanics. The stories come from all over. We are not choosy. This one is here just for, for you, Chris. Why the TSA just banned a Star Wars souvenir? Recently, the TSA banned a Star Wars souvenir from checked and carry-on luggage, and you'd never guess what it is. If you were thinking a lightsaber, you'd be wrong. These guys are clear to go through. No problem with the lightsabers. The item in question is a $5 soda bottle that resembles a thermal detonator. <laughs> I was really happy to see this, and I appreciate you putting this in here. I'm sorry that you can't fully appreciate why this is funny, because uh, the TSA apparently, one, obviously thinks thermal detonators are a thing, and they're incredibly dangerous, and that we would be smuggling them in, in probably pitchers of ice or in luggage. This was... Yeah, you're right. The first thing I thought when I read the headline, I thought for sure it'd be the lightsaber or a blaster, like the hand pistols. I thought for sure that's what it was. Again, you're absolutely right. That stuff would probably be pushed right through. And and it was, you know, I don't think it's a thermal detonator as much as probably, yeah, it's the soda bottle. I think this is, uh, it's the liquid in the container probably pushed 2.4 ounces, 2.5 ounces. They They went apoplectic, let alone, you know, wow, just wow. I could just see some 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 one of the guys, one of the little Star Wars nerds, when they're unzipping his luggage, leave that alone. That's mine. Don't take it. I'm just, I, I <laughs> could see somebody yeah. melted. <laughs> it, it would only be better if it was high sea punch or maybe Mountain Dew. If I were the Star Wars nerd, <laughs> I'd tell, I'd say, hey, one spell thermal detonator for me, and I'll I'll let you take it off my hands. Isn't that amazing? I want to see the face of. One, the TSA agent looking at it, trying to determine and not look like he feels like, oh, my God, I have to make this call now. This is going to be embarrassing. Yeah. Let alone, like you said, the guy who was trying to take it through the line that thought it was really cool at the convention he was probably just at. And now he's furious because this was his take home. Just I'm sure anger abounded during that day. But that's OK. The way that whole series is going, Star Wars, I just I'm. Ban it. Just ban the whole thing. That's okay. And I keep that from the heart. And I'm sorry, George Lucas, you let us down. But other than that, everything's great. I'm sure they're nice people. <laughs> My favorite gossip site, TMZ, Republic Airways co-workers in jetway brawl, man punches woman. Two airlines employees, a man and a woman, got into an ugly brawl with slap, punches, and spitting, allegedly. And it was all captured on surveillance yeah. video. The video from inside the jetway just outside the door of the Republic Airway plane shows a female staffer walking briskly toward the jet as the male employee walks off the jet. There's an immediate confrontation that appears to start with the man spitting in the woman's direction. When's the last time you flew Republic Airways? I didn't know that it was an airline. <laughs> so, and now I'm really going to be hyper aware if I'm ever on their flights. 
because one, obviously, I, I don't see uh, peanuts or anything like that doing well. Watermelon seeds, pumpkin seeds, they're all bad. But you no, know, if the guy wanted to start some smack, this is the year of the woman. I think he's, he should have waited a couple more months before he wants to start something because I can't believe she didn't go and rip his face off, quite frankly, after if, if he indeed. Now, the sad part, the Paul Harvey on this is probably that he was maybe he was chewing tobacco and just didn't even know she was there. Yeah, so okay. I'd like a little more backstory on this. <laughs> she she came at him like a spider monkey. You can watch the video, and then oh, in oh. the mug shot, in the mug shot, neither one of them are that banged up. She looks like it's a glamour shot. She's got kind. Of... <laughs> I was too bad to say that. How much did she pay for this this mug shot, quote unquote? What that cost her? Three hundred fifty bucks. They spent forty five minutes shooting, and they probably paid to put a filter on it or something. So. <laughs> There's always, but every month there's always some kind of fight. And it's, it, you know, I guess it either breaks down to the passenger or the flight crew. But, yeah, there's always something. Yeah, we've got the crew filming each other. And these people kicking the crap out of each other out on the tarmac. A lot of strap at the airport. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Another little uh, gem from View from the Wing is Stinky Fruit Forces Air Canada to Make Emergency Landing. If you spent much time in Southeast Asia, you've come across the durian, which sometimes is referred to as stinky fruit. You'll see hotels and buses with no durian signs because the, while delicious, some people think it smells like sewage, and the odor lasts. There wasn't a no durian sign on the September 17th Air Canada flight into Montreal, Vancouver, but it was forced to make an emergency landing due to the smell of the fruit. So... Two things on this one. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> is one, yes, smelly passing. Unfortunately, in that aluminum cylinder, smells do tend to uh, last, and they can be good smells and bad smells, like nudity. Good nudity, good smells, bad smells. So they do tend to linger longer. I have never smelt this fruit. I have seen a lot of, not that I'm an expert, but I have seen a lot of news stories about it. But the other thing that strikes me is stuff that people bring onto planes and eat. Now, I've flown out of Memphis a fair amount, and they've got a, they've got a pretty good selection of barbecue and ribs. Not a big deal. I was on a flight probably within the last 18 months, mother and child, and this mother next to me opens a can of tuna fish. Oh. Uh, yeah, on the, on the pl I'm like I, I'm I'm waiting for the mask to fall out from above me, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna let her put it on at all. I just what, what's your, what's your take on eating and smells on planes? I okay, so here's here's a couple things that struck me. One that there are so many people in hotels and buses. Cutting these fruit, can't wait to get home, can't wait to get off the bus. I have to eat it now that we are posting signs to not eat durian on the bus. That's probably one of the biggest things. And then that the article was upset that apparently so many people that fly Air Canada, so this is now on my Republic Airways list as well, <laughs> that they thought there should have been a no durian sign hanging from these poor people there is you know that is yeah I, i've watched the television shows love the cooking shows you can tell by my girth but when you take a look at it, durian is one of those things that i have 
always been fascinated with. You see them in stores every once in a while, and then you walk around them like someone spilled a bottle of acid on the floor. You just kind of move around and you don't go near the things. But I've never had the desire to eat them. But apparently, a lot of people in Canada like these things in Southeast Asia. I get it. There's just so much about this one that was troubling that I'm glad. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to go with all this. It, they do smell like sewage. I don't have children. I get it. I love them. They're great when they're yours. When those little guys pop off in the middle of an airline flight, that that's durian. So I know you can't time those, but on the short flights or whatnot, I think you need to figure out how to get around that, whether we have to come up with a new set of diaper technology or something along those lines, because you've walked into some of those bathrooms and you're right, they cling to that fragrance like nobody's business. I wish there were some ways around it, but yeah, the barbecues are great, but there are there are definitely times when I've woken up with different fragrances in my my lungs in the air, and it's kind of freaky. Thank goodness it was never this. You heard it here first. Chris calls human small children human durian. So uh, make a note of that. <laughs> Send that to Chris at chris.com. <laughs> you would think on an Air Canada flight they'd be hanging out, handing out Canadian bacon, not this kind of stuff. Exactly. So, our Florida man story comes to us from Boing Boing. Florida man arrested for snipping the brakes on electric scooters. A 59-year-old man who police say was caught in the act of vandalizing electric scooters, slicing the brake lines on as many as 140 offered no motive during his arrest, a Fort Lauderdale police report says. He also requested a lawyer and said he did not want to dig himself into a grave. Well, if you don't want to dig in a grave, don't ride one of those scooters with no brakes. During the dark pre-dawn hours, Randall Thomas Williams was set out on a single, with a single glove, I guess that's Michael Jackson style, wire cutters, pliers, and while sticking in the shadows and alleyways of his Los Olas neighborhood, searched for the controversial yet popular rental scooters that had swamped the city for nearly a year. I spent a fair amount of time in Fort Lauderdale, very familiar with the Los Olas area, definitely big buck. Have you, have you dealt much with these scooters? Have you partaken? Believe it or not, yeah, I uh, we were out in Texas. I think it was, uh, I want to say San Antonio. And we were at an event out there, and a bunch of us had gone out that night, and we're getting a little tired, and they have those scooters around where you can actually fire up the app and, you know, hit the barcode, and boom, you're, you're off and running. So it's actually kind of cool. But there weren't, like, millions of them. I didn't feel like I was at Running of the Bulls with other scooters in the street or anything. Running to so, the birds. Running to the bird scooters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know what good old Randall Thomas Williams is all upset about. I, I don't think there's really that many, but maybe he's just uh, an anti-technology uh, guy. I, I have no idea. I just find it ironic that he wants a lawyer so that he didn't want to dig himself into a grave. But <laughs> He was willing to snip the brakes and let 140 other people drive themselves to the grave. So I think this guy's a, he's a little twisted. But no, uh, I don't think the, the scooters are that big of a deal. Uh, and you would never do it in Atlanta because you'll die. Oh, yeah, you, never yeah, you would die. So not a problem. Yeah. We uh, we did them. I, I have a general rule. It's it's the third bar rule. So. Uh, you know, when you're out with all the coworkers, you can go to the first bar, second bar, everything's cool. The third bar is where the bad things happen. That's where you start doing Jägermeister and shots and because nobody does shots at the first bar. It's always the third bar. 
So we were in we were in Memphis, and after the second bar, this is about a month ago, three or four of us, and these are pretty high profile people, decide that we're going to go riding bird scooters. I was scared to death that some of these guys are going to fall off. I, you know, no helmets. No, they are a lot of fun though. The bad thing about in Memphis is most of the parking grounds for the bird scooters is right outside the bars. You know what people are doing oh, before they jump on. Absolutely. Next one, again, view from the wing. Bill Murray applied for a job at the airport, uh, Atlanta airport PF Changs. About five or six years ago, Atlanta got the first PF Changs inside an airport. Upstairs, Concourse A, which is Delta, which is your concourse. The PF Changs has set a new milestone. It's where Bill Murray wants to work. Recently on Amy Schumer's uh, podcast, he talked about his desire to work at P.F. Chang's dining chain. It's the one job he'd like to do outside of acting, and he shared that he'd actually filled out an application at the Atlanta airport because I think that's one of the great places Schumer asked him to do what? Just any job, and Murray replied, it looks like the best time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so uh-huh. Bill Murray is a nutbag. I mean, he is, I think he's still, I don't think he has an agent. I read someplace that he still answers the phone call if he does. He's always doing something crazy. Yeah, he is. He's one of my favorite actors and he's so, he is so incredibly unique and individual. Uh, This is, this would be very much him. Um, To to have him work in the Atlanta airport would be a big plus for us. Uh, And I love P.F. Chang's, especially their wontons. It's great. I could see him just saying the offshoot stuff like that. I'm sure Schumer was just sitting there going, where am I going with this? Yeah, where do yeah. I go now? He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's oh. like, yeah. He's a, he's a I, tough interview, but uh, it's still funny, still relevant. Always, oh, doing, always doing something crazy. Yeah. And I hope he doesn't work there. Waiting, uh, I'll tell him, it's not the best time. There, <laughs> it is. It is brutal work. It's sometimes very frustrating and can be, can be very, uh, Fun, uh, definitely. He would he would probably pick up the morale a great deal at the PF Changs at the airport. Yeah, I hope he sticks to acting. I just love seeing him on on film. Yeah, maybe he'll bring maybe he'll bring back some of those uh, like Jackie Chan movies. He can incorporate PF Changs in acting. <laughs> so our, our last one is comes from View from the Wing. <laughs> so, uh, passenger rushes past gate agent, declares himself. The FBI, American Airlines flight 1060 from Miami to Newark, two of the greatest places in the world. So I guess we're going to we're going to we're going to give this guy the term Florida man was delayed about three and a half hours today when a man ran onto the plane screaming that it was his plane and he's FBI. The captain made an announcement going further than he should have and likely speculating baselessly that they think the guy was a decoy to distract from something else. Everyone on, was off-boarded, passengers and bags were searched. Police tackled the intruder outside the flight's departure gate, and he had and had to fight hard to get him cuffed. According to American Airlines, during the boarding process of flight 1060 from Miami to Newark, a ticketed passenger flight ran under the jet bridge, bypassing the gate agent. Law enforcement was summoned who removed the passenger. The man was involuntarily uh, yeah, you're not going to volunteer. Hospitalized after being taken from the airport. I think after a three and a half hour delay, if they had let the passengers deal with this guy, there would be probably no room for hospitalization. What struck me about this, and I don't know if you'll pick up on this, running onto the airplane and declaring yourself the FBI reminds me of the scene from the IT crowd when they had the whole internet in a box. And that- <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not from the FBI. I am the FBI. All the all the FBI. That's me. <laughs> all the FBI is me. Yeah. I, I, I think this is what happens when you mix bath salts with been watching uh, Netflix. And <laughs> this is – this poor guy. I can understand the planing and, and the running and the screaming trying to get on your plane. <laughs> the, the IT crowd. God, you're going to distract me because that's one of my favorite. For those of you who have never watched the IT crowd – it is not a waste of your time. Please go and investigate quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, one of the most brilliant shows ever. Yeah, you did highlight as you were reading, I thought that was very interesting, was the involuntarily hospitalized. Because I can imagine he probably was involuntarily kicked the crap out of as they're like taking him somewhere off base, right off the airport. I'm glad at least they had their say against him. But I can only imagine watching that occur Who's this American? Yeah, another airline life tried to avoid. So, you know, we're three for three today. And <laughs> just now re realizing what a great choice I've made in Delta. Yeah, this was a good one, man. Uh, I've, I've yet to see this, though. I, you know, we're, we're in the airport so many times, and maybe you have, where I've never seen anything crazy like this. The only weird thing I've ever seen, and I don't want to get in trouble with any particular faction or group of folks, but it was just really surreal. I was walking through the airport one day and all of a sudden I see these guys posted at these posts, right? Along the way, like one's at this pole and then 20, 30 feet further down at the next, you know, column, there's another guy and another, and they're all in nice suits with little bow ties and stuff, but they're all looking around kind of like they're facing where we're all coming from. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird, right? And so all of a sudden it dawned on me, I see this entourage of people moving in front of me, moving out towards door. And it was uh, Mr. Farrakhan and his crew. And those were his, that was his, his security. Wow. And I was like, wow, that was, that was crazy to, to watch that happen. You would have thought that it was some kind of visiting dignitary, but it wasn't. That's probably the craziest thing I've ever seen at the airport. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this? No, I, I've, I've seen a few celebrities. Uh, Max Cleland. I had a guy. I had a guy fl not flip out on a plane, passed out on a plane where they actually like in the movies. Is there a doctor on board? And about three oh people. And he was he got off the plane by himself. I missed the how about before I moved to Orlando four or five years ago. There was the guy down in Fort Lauderdale. I don't remember if he if he shot. He may have just shown up in the in the terminal with a gun or something, but I missed that by a few hours, but no, really in all my years and, and all my flights, I've never had any go arounds with the, you know, where a flights had to almost touch down. Nothing. I, it's been yeah. really pretty uneventful. Now, that, <laughs> okay. You just hit on one of the, okay. So we're on this flight. This flight is the flight from hell. We've been delayed, delayed, delayed. We finally take off. We're leaving. It was cruddy, cruddy weather. Right. And you're just even a even an hour flight feels like it's half a day by now. So we're coming in and they're starting the final approach. And uh, I'm back in coach at this point and we're all hanging out and this it's a little turbulent. And but we've already broken the clouds. We've broken the clouds. And so we're like, all right, we're landing this thing. So we're coming in and. You can start to see, you can identify cars. This is beyond not them looking like toys. You know these are real items now, right? That's how low we are. And all of a sudden, 
We feel the engine kick on. I mean, he floors it, flips the flaps, and boom, we're climbing up like a rocket. And we're all like, what is going on? So all of a sudden, the pilot comes on. And he says, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, um, due to FAA regulations, we are not allowed to land when we have a passenger still in the facilities. And oh, I would have land, landed. That would fix that problem. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Go, go just go. Yeah. So this lady comes out, and you'd have thought she had like killed a whole bunch of puppies in front of someone. This <laughs> crowd, I think, if they had had garbage in their hands, good thing they'd done that final walkthrough because this lady would have looked like uh, just. They were like, she comes out of the bathroom, and she starts walking up the aisle. They didn't even hesitate. Thanks a lot, Lee. Where'd it go? I mean, they're throwing all the, they're dropping the B bombs, they're dropping the F bombs. And she's walking around. She didn't, she ignored them, Steve. She looked at them just like, I don't even know who you are, and sat down. And I honestly think they probably would have just coated her in garbage. And everybody was furious because it took us another five minutes to come back around and land. And uh, then, yeah, everybody kind of stood up and just like pushed her out of the way. <laughs> like coming up the aisle, she really and it was like, wow, I did, I did experience that, Whoa. and the anger was palpable. If, if that if that had been you or I, we'd have been like Jim Carrey from the Pet Detective when we walked out and slammed the door and go, "Do not go in there." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, do not go in there. <laughs> Or you go screaming, stop this plane. I'm the yeah. FBI. <laughs> good, good pull. Good pull. Well, well, Chris, I think that's 36 minutes of craziness, man. And 31 days packed into 36 minutes. That's a pretty solid ratio. I do appreciate your time this afternoon, my friend. We're only, what, probably an hour away. Uh, I've got an early morning flight. I'm sure you do. But uh you get us get off in Atlanta. I'm heading back to O-Town, only to get on a plane and come back to LaGuardia on a Monday. Well, travel safe, my friend. It's right. always good to talk to you. This was fun. I invite, I, I uh, appreciate the invite and look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll do it next month. Thanks, man. Bye. Take care. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.